Welcome to Kids Considered, where two pediatricians discuss children's health topics of interest to parents in a podcast with new subjects considered every episode. I'm Dr. Lena Rostein. And I'm Dr. Dean Blumberg. And we're both pediatricians at UC Davis Children's Hospital in Sacramento, California. And that leads us to today's topic. Hi, I am a dad of two twins, and I had some questions about their dental hygiene. I know it's a weird topic, but definitely necessary when you have little ones. When should they start seeing a dentist? How often? What about fluoride and fluoride vanish? Thank you so much. Yeah, so I, I think you meant to say fluoride varnish, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's confusing, you know, medical terminology. Yeah, it is. But that's, you know, he's got a lot of good questions, a real a whole mouthful of questions. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's right. And it's not a weird question at all. So many parents have questions about teeth and you know, teeth are weird and they're coming in in these little kids. And when do we start mm-hmm. seeing a dentist? It's all really good. Yeah. So I was just thinking about, you know, dental health meant just like brushing teeth. And? Well, I didn't think of like the other issues about like, you know, the fluoride and the, the varnish. Right. Those are all important issues. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about dental health in young children. And hygiene. Let's start with the number one dental problem among preschoolers. That would be problems with the tooth fairy, right? (laughs) Right. That would be um, tooth decay. Exactly. Just to get an idea of the extent of the problem, how common are cavities in two-year-olds? It can't be that common because they're still pretty young, right? Well, then take a guess. I don't know, one or two percent. Actually, about 10% of two-year-olds already have one or more cavities. That's a lot so early in life. Right, it is. That must increase for older children. You're right about that. So almost 30% of three-year-olds have one or more cavities, and it continues to increase so that almost half of school-age children have one or more cavities. It's really surprising, but um, this can't be that serious, right? Why do you say that? Well, these are cavities in baby teeth. Right. And they don't really matter because they're going to fall out anyway, right? Well, that's not true. That's probably one of the things that you were taught maybe as you were (laughs) growing up, but not true. So why isn't this true? First of all, while baby teeth do eventually come out, they are important for the child in the meantime. I can see that because they use them to eat, to chew. Right. And dental decay in baby teeth can actually negatively affect their permanent teeth. How? How's that happen? The cavities in baby teeth lead to future dental problems. Really? So they can have overbites in the future. They can have alignment problems that require like oral appliances like retainers or braces to fix. So I get it. So the baby teeth hold space for the permanent teeth. Right. And if one of those is lost, then the others might shift to make up for that empty space. Then this can cause bite and crowding problems in the future. Right. And then we talked about that they might need braces. And do they affect speech? Baby teeth problems can make speech development more difficult. So baby teeth are not only important for eating, but also for speaking clearly and for smiling. (laughs) Right. And so this could impact a child's confidence and self-esteem. And the effects on permanent teeth? Problems with baby teeth can hinder adult teeth from growing in straight and healthy, like we talked about. And I guess it's obvious that cavities may cause pain, severe pain, and this worsens without treatment. And we can't forget about infections, which you should tell us about. Right, of course. These infections may affect nearby teeth and cause more cavities or even more severe infections. 
Some decayed teeth may be so severely affected that they need to be pulled or removed. And that can be difficult for most young children to tolerate. Mm -hmm. And it might require sedation. Tooth decay can lead to more filled teeth and missing teeth. And really far-reaching effects as children grow older. And this is even more of a problem among certain groups of children. Which ones? There's a higher rate of untreated cavities among children that grow up in poor families and from racial and ethnic minority groups. So these groups need even more attention to this potential chronic health problem. Right. So since you're the infectious disease expert, let me ask you about the whole process of tooth decay. Okay. Well, as we all know, we all have bacteria in our mouths. Like the oral microbiome. Right. And the oral microbiome is a microbial community, really. And they, they're communities at the surface of the tooth, and that's called dental plaque, these communities. Interesting to call it a community. <laughs> uh-huh. So what is the plaque like? It's soft and sticky bacteria, and one species in particular is associated with tooth decay. Okay, what species is that? So this is Streptococcus mutans, also known as strep mutans. And how does it cause cavities? The more they multiply, the more acid is produced. Okay, so they produce acid and? And eventually the tooth becomes demineralized by this acid, and that makes it weaker. And that's where the cavity occurs. Exactly. And what causes these bacteria to flourish in the mouth? There are many factors, but one of the main ones is sugar. Ooh, I could have guessed that. So how (laughs) does sugar play a role? These bacteria ferment the sugars, and that's what produces the acid. And what causes the tooth decay? The acid causes the tooth decay. And children with cavities in their baby teeth are also at much higher risk for cavities in their adult teeth. Is that right? Right. So the biggest risk factor for decay in adult teeth is decay in children's baby teeth. Oy, so that is why it's so important to start with good dental hygiene early in life. Right. So how can parents keep their children's teeth healthy? So it really all starts just with starting good dental habits early on. Okay, so what are good dental habits? Parents need to coach and help their kids to practice good oral hygiene. Teaching the kids a daily routine? Primarily toothbrushing. Okay, let's get into the details. (laughs) All right. So when should this start? As soon as your child has a tooth, because strep mutans needs a hard service to colonize on. So as soon as there's one tooth, we should start. Start and brush that tooth. So how how often? (laughs) You want to brush always twice per day. And what time of day? It's actually best to do it right after breakfast and before bed. And what kind of toothbrush is best for young children? There are toothbrushes, like you've probably seen, designed for all ages. So you can choose a brush with a larger handle for younger kids so they can grip it easier. And a brush with a smaller head to fit into small mouths. With softer bristles. So that when they brush along the gum line, their gums or other areas in the mouth aren't harmed. Right. And what about toothpaste? You want to put just a smear of toothpaste on the brush. Okay, so can (laughs) you be more precise, like a big smear, a small smear? It's actually pretty small. It's about the size of a grain of rice. That is small. Why, Why that small? Well, at this young age, we want to prevent children from swallowing too much fluoride. But we'll talk about this a little bit later. Okay, so maybe I'm being a little bit too self-centered. Mm, maybe. Why? <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just thinking that I use more than a grain of rice-sized amount of toothpaste when I brush my teeth. Okay. 
Do you, ben, do you recommend increasing the amount of toothpaste as a child gets older, as they grow? Are you wondering for yourself? You're well, wondering? yeah. Yeah, okay. So as they get older, so around three, you can start using about a pea-sized amount of toothpaste. Okay. And, and it should be fluoride toothpaste. Fluoride toothpaste. And why fluoride? Because fluoride helps prevent cavities. So are parents and kids following this advice? You mean to start brushing as soon as the first tooth erupts? Yes, and the amount of toothpaste to use. Some parents are. So some statistics were recently released by the CDC. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Right, and they found that toothbrushing started in only about 60% of children under two years of age. So 40% aren't brushing yet. Right, and about half of those brushing are really only doing it once per day. Not twice a day, as, as is recommended. Right, and for three- to six-year-olds, only half are using the recommended small amount of toothpaste. So half are using too much. Just like you. Just <laughs> like me, right. So let's talk more about fluoride. Okay. So fluoride is a naturally occurring mineral. It's actually found in many foods. And it's also added to the drinking water in some cities and towns. And some people might not know, does my area have fluoride? Does it not? So we'll post a link to a map that helps you know if your local drinking water contains fluoride. Mm-hmm. Anyways, fluoride specifically strengthens tooth enamel. And the enamel is the hard outer layer of each tooth. Mm-hmm. It forms a strong barrier that protects the inner layers of your teeth from the effects of the acid and plaque that we've talked about. And it also protects the sensitive inner layers of your teeth from foods and beverages that are very hot or very cold. So keeping the enamel strong and intact helps prevent these decay. That we talked about. Right. We talked about children using only small amounts of toothpaste. Because we don't want them to get too much fluoride. Which would cause dental fluorosis. Those are those minor little white lines that run across the teeth. Right. Or they can cause a chalky appearance of the teeth with um, brown staining. So we want to avoid that from happening by using just the right amount of toothpaste. And encourage children to spit out their toothpaste. Right. Instead of swallowing it. Do we have any particular toothpaste brands that are better? (laughs) Well, we're not here to do brand endorsements. Okay, I was just checking. But some children don't like the taste of toothpaste. Then it's probably best to try another flavor because there's a lot of different flavors out there to try now, right? right? There's natural kinds. There's really fun flavors, you know, different colors that are striped and have cartoons and all of that stuff. So, But just make sure it's fluoridated. Correct. Yeah. So for young children, they probably won't have the concentration, the the attention span to brush all by themselves. Right. Plus, they won't be old enough for the control or coordination to properly brush their teeth. So the parents need to help. Right. The child might want to participate. Hopefully, they're enthusiastic about brushing their teeth. Right. Some kids are, more probably not. Mm -hmm. But young children need help and supervision, so parents should actually do the brushing for their kids once their child has had a turn themselves. So the goal is to remove the plaque, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So all available tooth surfaces should be brushed. I've heard a lot of advice on the best brushing motion. You mean like up and down? Right, or back and forth. Or like the little circular motion. So which way is the best way to brush teeth? I guess the consensus says the direction doesn't really matter. Okay. So the most important thing is that you're getting all surfaces. Thoroughly. Yep, top and bottom. Inside and out. Ah, does that work? 
Well, like the inside of the tooth and the outside. Oh, okay. I mean, the I inside, like the I, tongue I, side. I, I, oh, I see what you're Not saying. Not the inside of the tooth. That would be very <laughs> difficult. <laughs> All right. Inside and out. Uh-huh. That is where some children could need help because they have to get back in. Right. The, the, the inside of the, yeah, sort of the tongue side of the tooth. that could be difficult for children. They're usually just doing their very the front, front teeth, what they see, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. So that's where their parent comes in. It may help to turn it into a game, sort of like find the teeth in the back or brush all the sugar bugs away. Uh-huh. And then, then children can do a more comprehensive job of brushing all their teeth. But it is important to let your child practice brushing their teeth. But the parent should take their turn, too, just to be sure that the job is complete. So how long do we need to recommend that kids brush for? It's recommended to brush for two full minutes. That does seem like a long time. But the time can go by faster by setting a timer. Or singing a song. Or you can go high-tech with a toothbrush app on your phone. Oh, I'm sure that they have those, huh? They do. (laughs) And some toothbrush actually, like, lights up. Or they play music. For just that specific amount of time that the kids should brush. So that's kind of fun. Right, and this prevents them from being fooled into thinking that they've brushed long enough. And to teach children to spit out the extra toothpaste. And then rinse, right? Actually, this was something new that I learned. It's best not to rinse. Why? Because the little bit of toothpaste that's left behind is good for their teeth. I didn't know that either. No, I don't know that either. Mm. So eventually kids can brush their teeth without supervision. At what age? Well, like everything, every kid reaches this developmental stage at a different point. But Mm -hmm. usually they can do a good job on their own by about eight years old Mm -hmm. because they're kind of learned. They have their hand and wrist dexterity to make it to all of the hidden spots. Mm -hmm. But until then, make sure you're supervising or actually brushing for them if they need help. Let's talk about a few more strategies that make it more likely that children will want to brush their teeth. Or at least not fight you. Right. Mm -hmm. So toothbrushes we talked about are available in a variety of branded designs. And kids may be more likely to brush their teeth if they can use like a favorite cartoon character toothbrush. Right. Or like cars or princesses. Right. There's lots of choices. So one good thing to indulge your child in is letting them choose their toothbrush. And the same with the toothpaste. They can choose the brand or the flavor. As long as it's fluoridated toothpaste. Right. One other trick for young kids is to have the parent brush the child's teeth at the same time they're doing it themselves. Are you talking? Oh, I see. The same time the child is doing it. I see what you're saying. Not the parent. Not the parent. (laughs) That's that would take some coordination. So it does sound sort of odd to have two toothbrushes in the child's mouth at the same time. Right. But the child's concentrating on their own brushing. Then I guess that the parent can get into all of those little areas and get some of the harder teeth to reach. Right. Right. And the kid's a little bit distracted and then they're learning about those other areas. Right. Another strategy would be to place a hand over the child's hand to kind of guide the toothbrush. So brushing well twice a day with fluoride toothpaste is the single most effective thing you can do to prevent cavities. And keep your child's teeth healthy. We talked about developing good dental habits. And routines. I'm thinking about brushing teeth before going to bed. That is a good routine. But sometimes this can be stressful for families. Yeah, that kid's true. It can be. (laughs) So what can parents do to make this easier? If there's a predictable nighttime routine, the kids will understand and learn what comes next. And decrease the stress associated with bedtimes. One program is brush, book, bed. That sounds good. So first, brush the child's teeth. Then they get to pick out a book to read. Or two. And then get to bed at the regular time each night. So have a bedtime. And no snacks or drinks after brushing. Exactly. The last thing to touch the teeth before bed is the toothpaste. Right. 
So while brushing, parents should also inspect their child's teeth. What are they looking for? Any areas of brown or white spots. Why? Because those could be signs of early decay or cavities. So if parents see these... Then it's best to visit the dentist so that they can talk about it and inspect it before they become full-blown cavities or need further intervention. So before we talk about dentists, let's talk about us. Okay, let's talk about us. Okay, I don't mean you and me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I meant us, like pediatricians. Okay, us. right, okay. right, right. So we check children's teeth and gums at regular well-child visits. Right, we want to make sure that they're healthy without any obvious tooth disease. And if we do notice problems... Then we usually refer the child to a pediatric dentist. Or a general dentist who's comfortable and knowledgeable in treating children. And we also recommend that all children see a pediatric dentist. Starting at one year of age. Just so they can start establishing that relationship with their dentist. Right. They get a dental home, and this promotes an ongoing relationship between the dentist and the family to maintain oral health. Right. And in case there's ever, like, a surprise accident on the playground, they (laughs) fall, they chip a tooth, Mm -hmm. they already have their dental home set up. And that can be a comfort during a stressful time. Right. So what goes into a dental checkup? The dentist will make sure that all teeth are developing normally. That there are no big dental problems. Plus give further advice and instruction on proper dental hygiene because it's hard sometimes for parents to get into those little mouths. If you live in an area where the water does not have fluoride, dentists may prescribe fluoride drops. And it also comes in chewable tablets. Usually this will be for toddlers. Pediatricians sometimes take the lead on supplemental fluoride also. Or sometimes the dentist may apply a fluoride sealant to the teeth. Brushing removes plaque from smooth surfaces of the teeth. But toothbrushes can't reach everything. They can't reach all the way into the depression, the pits, and the grooves of teeth. The sealants protect these vulnerable areas by sealing out plaque that could be missed by a toothbrush. This is a fast and easy way to protect children's teeth. The sealant acts as a barrier to areas that are more prone to cavities. And that usually means they're applied to the chewing surfaces of the back teeth. And they are especially good for kids who have very deep pits and grooves that may be really hard for parents to get to and clean. Sealants are good for both primary baby teeth as well as permanent teeth. And they're usually pretty easy for the dentist to apply. The sealant is painted onto the tooth enamel. Where it bonds directly to the tooth and hardens. It's a plastic resin. As long as it remains intact, the tooth surface will be protected. They hold up well under the force of normal chewing. And they can actually last several years before you ever need to reapply. Getting your children through the high-risk years of getting a cavity. Which is when the first tooth comes in. The dentist will check the condition of the sealants during your regular visit. And reapply when necessary. To provide continued protection. Okay, so let's talk about some other preventative procedures that the dentist might provide. Or pediatricians. So we talked about the benefits of fluoride and keeping the enamel strong. Yes, we did. And sometimes fluoride varnish treatments are recommended. These can help prevent tooth decay, slow it down, even remineralize weak spots. Both pediatricians and dentists may apply it. Just a small amount is used. It's quickly applied. It's painted on both sides of the tooth with a, like a small brush that almost looks like a nail polish brush. Mm-hmm. And it's sticky, but it hardens once it comes in contact with saliva. So your child might feel that hardened varnish on their tongue. But they won't be able to lick the varnish off. And it does not hurt at all. Okay, so children need to be still, though, when it's being applied, so it can be applied correctly. So some kids, if they're anxious or nervous, may still cry. It only takes less than a minute to apply. 
Then it's brushed off after 4 to 12 hours. Most brands are clear or white and hardly noticeable, but some brands of varnish may make the teeth look a little bit yellow. Others make it look dull. But this effect is temporary. The color of the teeth will return to normal after the varnish is brushed off. It's safe and hardly any fluoride is swallowed. So we don't have to worry about the fluorosis or like the lines that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. And the taste. Most children like it because some dentists have it in like bubblegum or creamsicle or really good flavors. And this can be applied two to four times per year. The number of treatments depends on how likely it is that your child may get a cavity. Okay. A very important part of preventing dental problems is dental health. Sugar is the big villain here. Right. And the longer and more frequently the teeth are exposed to sugar. Then the greater the risk of cavities. The worst are sticky sugar foods. Like sticky carbs, like crackers, chips, granola bars. Yeah, I didn't expect crackers and chips to be like a sticky food. Yeah, but you know how they get stuck in between the teeth and yeah, stuff? Yeah, that's the true. I, yeah, granola bars I can see. Uh-huh. Gum with sugar and dried fruit or fruit roll-ups. Oh, yeah, those I can those see are obvious, for sure. Yeah. And especially when it stays in the mouth and it just like bathes their teeth in sugar for hours. That can do some serious damage. But we're not going to be the toffee police, are we? <laughs> <laughs> no, but after consuming these sticky sugary foods, Make sure to always brush your child's teeth. Yep, that reminds me a lot of our fruit juice episode. Right, because fruit juice has a lot of sugar and acid in it. So no fruit juice or sugar-containing liquid in a sippy cup. Because children tend to drink from the sippy cups for a prolonged period. And then it's just bathing the teeth in prolonged hours and hours of exposure. To the sugar, yeah. Mm -hmm. So then don't put the baby to bed with a bottle at night. Or nap time. If the baby needs the bottle at night to get the sleep. Then just fill it with water. No milk, formula juices, or other sweet drinks. Because these all have sugar in them. Which can cause tooth decay. And the same with pacifiers. Don't dip it in anything sweet like sugar or honey. Okay, so speaking of food, yeah. let's talk about snacks. I'm okay. I'm not, I'm not hungry for snack right now, but thanks anyway. I don't have a snack for you. <laughs> okay. I wanted to emphasize that frequent snacking leads to cavities. Right, so this is one of the most important risk factors for tooth decay. And we are a snacking society. Yeah, I like that. That, that could be the name of a band, Snacking Society. Oh, goodness. <laughs> but with such busy schedules, schedules, families are eating frequently throughout the day. And that leads to teeth bathed in sugar. Without brushing in between each snack. And that leads to tooth decay. Right. So the more frequently a child eats during the day, the greater number of acid attacks exposure on the teeth. So what about braces, retainers, mouth guards? Should we talk about them too? Those are great subjects, but I think we're probably running out of time and should save that for another podcast. (laughs) Good idea. So let's summarize some of the main points of good dental health for young children. Okay, so baby teeth may be temporary, but their impermanence does not mean that they are not important. Right. Children with cavities on their primary teeth face oral health challenges now and in the future as they mature. Parents should start brushing their children's teeth as soon as teeth erupt. Start with a grain-sized amount of fluoride toothpaste. Increase to a pea-sized amount at three years of age. And supervise children's brushing until about eight years of age. Children should brush their teeth twice per day. Ideally after breakfast. And before going to sleep at night. For two full minutes. Routines like brush, book, and bed may be useful to set up good toothbrushing habits. And by one year of age, you should establish care with a dentist. Your pediatrician or your dentist may prescribe supplemental fluoride if you live in an area without fluoridated water. Dentists may recommend protective sealants. And pediatricians or dentists may recommend fluoride varnish. 
These treatments aim to keep kids' teeth healthy. A healthy diet. Limiting sugar intake, especially sticky foods like caramel, toffee, gums, and dried fruits. Can play a big part in decreasing the risk of tooth decay. And making sure your child has healthy baby teeth. And permanent teeth. All right, so I think we covered the twin, the dad of the twins questions. Right, about the fluoride varnish and fluoridated um, stuff and when to start um, toothbrushing. Yeah, so, and they, he should see a dentist starting around one year of age. Right, that, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. So that reminds me of a, a joke. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear about the tooth fairy with the broken wand? No, I didn't. So the, the wand was broken and she needed to fix it. Okay. So do you know what she used to fix it? I don't know what. Toothpaste. Oh, why would that repair a wand? Well, because it's because <laughs> it's a joke. It's toothpaste. Paste, I get it. Like it's paste. like glue. It's like, like pasting glue, your like pasting. glue. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Okay, so we thank Dr. Gila DeRostkar, Pediatric Dentistry in Marin County, California, for reviewing today's topic, although Dr. Lena and I take responsibility for any errors or misinformation. So, did you have any big teeth problems growing up? I didn't. You know, I, I expect my my sisters had braces. I just assumed I would have braces, but maybe that's just like a boy thing. I don't you know. You didn't have are, braces? No, are my teeth straight? Your teeth are pretty straight. Yeah, so maybe I just got I lucky. I had headgear. You did. Oh, you, I know. you were that girl, huh? I know. I know. Well, I actually yes, I wore it. I wore it only at night, so I didn't, like, have to go to school. Oh, you didn't. My social life wasn't completely shot. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, they, luckily, I don't think they do that anymore because it's very, so you guys should Google what headgear looks like. It's I very just, socially traumatizing for children. I just saw a kid wearing that the other day. Oh, you did? Yes, I think, it's, I think they still <laughs> use still that. Thing. Yeah. Well, I never wore mine, and then we went back after a year, and they told me that my teeth looked way better, and so we knew that it was a scam, probably. But... <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was my only dental thing. My uncle actually got his de- his um, braces put on to avoid the draft. Really to be drafted for the war because so he wouldn't he would be under uh-huh. the care of a provider. Really, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, but otherwise, no. We, my brother or I, neither of us had braces. Uh huh. I get cavities though a lot. Do you? And I I feel like I'm a good brusher. I feel like I mm-hmm. follow the guidelines, but hmm. I think some people are just more prone too. Yeah, we should probably do one on wisdom teeth, too. I had my wisdom teeth pulled when I was 18. Mm. That was really painful. I I don't know. I had mine, too. I didn't mind it. I liked all the ice cream and smoothies. Oh, really? Don't don't listen to me, obviously. <laughs> Sugar-free. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, now, did you have it under general anesthesia? Yes. Or, yeah, I think that, I didn't. I think that maybe that makes a difference. Yeah, probably. That was one time that I was really in pain. At, at my, uh, very grateful for my older sister who ran to the store with the prescription to get whatever narcotic mm. they had given to me. But I was... I was I was asking her to please hurry. (laughs) Yeah, that can be painful. So Mm -hmm. we'll have to do another episode on braces and retainers and wisdom teeth for the older kids. And probably pain, too, because dentists these days, I mean, they're really attuned to... There's a a whole variety of different um, ways to... Yeah, ways to address pain with the electrical stimulation. You know, back in my day, it was just like Novocaine, right? Mm, Yeah. (laughs) That wraps up this episode of Kids Considered. You can find more information on our website, k 
kidsconsidered.ucdavis.edu. Follow us on Twitter at Kids Considered. And Instagram at Kids Considered. If you have feedback on this show or topics you would like us to discuss in the future, we would love to hear from you. Please call us. Our number is 916-915-3388. Or email us at kidsconsidered at gmail.com. Please rate us on iTunes or wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we hope you will join us for our next podcast. Kids Considered is sponsored by UC Davis Children's Hospital.